fellas. Lord Jesus, good morning. Thank you for Friday. Thank you for everything that you have in store for us today. Again, help um, help us to just kind of take a deep breath and um, recalibrate our hearts and minds uh, just to get really uh, focused on you right now, Lord. And um, just ask you to bless uh, everybody that's going to be traveling this weekend and spending time with family, that you would, uh, that your spirit would just help unify family and friends and keep everybody safe and healthy today. And thank you for Dakota's willingness to lead again and uh, give him your wisdom, your words that um, are encouraging and equipping uh, for us today, whether people are listening live or listening later. We love you, Lord. Amen, Dakota. Amen. And, yeah. ja- and Jackson, good morning. We got, yeah. got a little crew here this morning. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So, yeah, good morning, guys. Um, going to be talking about just the first chapter of Genesis, you know, no, nothing too crazy there, just the beginning of the word of God. So we'll see how this goes. But uh, we did, I did a, um, a midrash and some of you guys have heard Justin uh, talk about that. The idea of multiple people kind of arguing and talking through mm. what the scriptures mean. And so we did a midrash yesterday and, and, um, and so kind of that's, the reasoning for for this uh, chapter coming up to to want to talk about this morning for me, um, but something really interesting to think about is the the way in which you read the scriptures. So when you're coming to Genesis one, uh, one thing to uh, well really any of the scriptures, one thing to think about is you know are you approaching the scriptures with you know, your questions about um, what does the, what does this say about me? What's important to me? Mm. How is this going to affect my life right now? And I think that's pretty typical. I do that. We all do that where you're reading the scriptures, asking questions to yourself of like, what does this mean for me? You know, what is this? um, What am I, you know, what, how does this apply to my life today Mm -hmm. right now? And that's one way of looking, you know, coming to the scriptures with your own kind of set of questions. But another way of thinking about it, and I think a really important way of thinking about coming to the scriptures is um, what is God trying to communicate to us? You know, what is he, what's, you know, his point of view and what is his what's important to him? Mm -hmm. And so what's really interesting is when we look at I'm just going to go through some observations from Genesis 1 that you guys have you guys have read and seen and, and maybe have come with what you think about it, but but what is God trying to 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 say um, about himself? And so here's here goes some observations as we as we work through this. But so first two verses, first two verses are some cool things happening, right? Genesis one and two. In the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. Now the earth was formless and empty. Darkness was over the surface of the deep, and the Spirit of God was hovering over the waters. And the word, uh, the the title of the book Genesis is a Greek word um, meaning beginnings, but it's also kind of interesting to think, or to, to, some of you may not have heard this before, but 
the way in which the books would have been titled, the Hebrew scriptures would have been titled just the first word of the scripture. So technically the word, the name of the, the book would be in the beginning, uh, which is not a catchy title necessarily, but that's just, mm-hmm. that's kind of an interesting fact. But one, one thing or a couple other things that we notice is that the earth was originally without form. And then the other thing that we notice is that, you know, the spirit was hovering over the waters. And so there's some conclusions I'm going to draw from just the first two chapters. And uh, one conclusion that we can see is that God has no beginning or end, unlike us. And so it says in the beginning, God, you know, God, we have a, you know, think about it like this. God doesn't have a birthday, you know, like Mm. we have a day that we recognize Mm -hmm. as when we began. Mm -hmm. But for God, he was before, um, before time, you know, he's, he's already, yeah, it's like already God is so different uh, from us. So if you try to grasp God intellectually, it's like, how do you, yeah, yeah, how do you, how do you make sense of somebody who, who, has no beginning and no end. It's mm-hmm. it's he's beyond us in that mm-hmm. way. The second thing we can we can conclude from this is is God's creative nature. He creates, and uh, really cool that he creates something out of nothing. You know the 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 earth was formless mm-hmm. and empty, and he creates something out of nothing. Have you ever tried to create something out of nothing? Impossible, right? Mm-hmm. Like we need. Uh, resources, yeah. and we form those resources into things yeah. that we use or enjoy or whatever. But nobody, none of you can say that you've made something out of nothing, mm-hmm. but God can. And that's why I heard preachers say all the time that, you know, about us, that we we have to become nothing before God can make something out of our lives. You know, the idea of coming to him completely surrendered mm-hmm. and becoming nothing so that he can create us into something is kind of interesting, right, to think about. And uh, the next thing, the next thing I love about God is he's orderly. You know, he he made order out of the, the chaos or out of, well, out of the nothingness. Mm-hmm. He's orderly. And I'm thankful for that because when I, you know, when I heat up a pot of water, I want to know it's going to boil when it reaches 212 degrees Fahrenheit, right? The, I, he made things a certain way to where um, there, there's order. Mm-hmm. It makes sense. You know, I, I don't want to, uh, uh, when I wear a jacket, I want to get warmer. You know, it, it's not chance. It's not like mm-hmm. happenstance, like there's order. There, there's order to mm-hmm. uh, the way in which our, our world operates. Mm-hmm. which is kind of cool. And then lastly, that last conclusion I'm going to draw from these first two verses, right, is uh, God's, he, he's multiple already. He, it, there's God and then there's his spirit already in, in, the, um, in the first two verses. And so he's relational. He, he's, there's multiple, we're, we're meant to have kind of a relational experience and God himself mm-hmm. is, is that way it's it's in him um in his nature to be relational so those are some cool mm-hmm. kind of conclusions already from the first two mm-hmm. chapters uh, or sorry verses of, of this first chapter all right so 
I'm not going to read all of these for the sake of time, but the next observations I want to make from the first chapter come from verses 3 to 25, and I'll read just one of the verses to give you one or two, just to give you an idea of, right, of the flow, but you're familiar with these. And God said, let there be light, and there was light. God saw that the light was good, and he separated the light from the darkness. God called the light day, and the darkness he called night. And there was evening, and there was morning the first day. And it goes on like that. As God creates things, he says, you know, he says, let there be this or this. It comes into existence, and he calls it good. And um, it goes on like this for the next uh, 20-something verses. Some observations, right? He, create, he creates with his words. God makes things with his speech. Incredible, right? God's, and then the next thing, God saw that it was good. So these things that he creates, he then calls good. Mm. And then lastly, um, lastly, actually, I'm getting ahead of myself. Those are the two, the two <laughs> ones that I want to draw from this, uh, is that he creates and he creates through his speech and he calls it good. And um, some of the conclusions, right, that we can draw from that is God's word has power. Mm -hmm. God's word has power. And we see that we can imagine it in this first chapter of him creating things. But then have you ever noticed when a scripture gives you strength in some way, like yeah. you read something and it actually affects mm -hmm. you, it actually changes you. Mm -hmm. It's a display of God's God's there's power to God's word. Mm -hmm. And, you know, have you ever had have you ever spoken to somebody the scriptures or received an encouragement that comes from the word of God, it, it, it has power to change. And um, later on in the scriptures, the, the word of God is described as able to cut um, between bone and marrow. It, it's sharper than a double-edged sword. There's, there's a power to the word of God, and we can see it really clearly when he's creating things. And then this, the second conclusion and the last conclusion for this section is God made everything good. Mm. You know, like you have to read this chapter pre-fall, you know, because we, we look at the world today and there's all sorts of awful, evil mm -hmm. stuff in the world. But it's so important to, for, to recognize that when God made it, it was good. Mm -hmm. It was meant to be good. It is good mm -hmm. before being corrupted. So when you look around at, you know, nature and all of these created things, you can see God's goodness um, in it before, right, the fall, and I'm not going to talk about the fall this morning, but it was meant to be good. Mm. And then lastly, the last section is, I want to talk about us, mankind. Then God said, let us make mankind in our image, in our likeness, so that they may rule over the fish in the sea and the birds in the sky, over the livestock and all the wild animals and over all the creatures that move along the ground. So God created mankind in his own image. In the image of God, he created them. Male and female, he created them. So some observations here is God, God creates man in his image. And then another observation is this is the only thing, the only thing that God creates where he consults where he consults the Trinity, right, is when he creates mankind. In all of the other creation sections, 
he, he, he just speaks it into existence. But in this one, he consults, he says, let us make God or make mankind in our image. So there's like, you know, like a conference for, uh, you know, creating <laughs> mankind, not exactly, but um, there is, there is consulting of, mm-hmm. of one another, which is kind of cool. And uh, he, he makes us to have authority. He made us to have responsibility. Mm-hmm. And so there's a couple really cool conclusions, right? The first one, I just said it, we were meant to be responsible. Like he gave us responsibility and it's in our nature, in our creation to, to take on responsibility mm-hmm. that he's given us. And then this, the second point is that there's a sacredness. There's, a, there, there's actually, we were made, mankind was made sacred or special, different from other types of his creation. That's why he put his image on us. And that's why when we think about murder, as being such an awful sin, it's it's a destruction of something he made uh, sacred or special. And so there's a bunch of um, observations, conclusions that help us get an idea of who God is and what he wants us mm-hmm. to know about himself. He doesn't tell us everything, mm-hmm. but he tells us a, a good bit of information about himself and about us mm-hmm. in this first very full chapter and so i think the final kind of conclusion in all of this is you know we this is the beginning of a big story right mm-hmm. there's this is the beginning of a big story when we come to the scriptures and there is a purpose there is an intention of god there's a reason for him creating us mm-hmm. and creating this world and um and as we mm. continue to search out the scriptures and re- work through them, we start to uncover and discover mm. um, what that is. Mm. That's good. So. That's good. You know, it's interesting. What strikes me this morning is, and, and I don't know, Dakota, you know, yourself or Jackson, when you guys were kids and you thought things like my dad's better than your dad or my dad's stronger than your dad, right? That, that, uh, ridiculous uh, argument that you'd have, you know, when you're in the third grade with a, one of your buddies and be like, my dad's this and my dad's that. And it, it um, this morning, I can't help but think that like our dad is like beyond our comprehension. Like, you know, our dad uh, created something out of nothing, mm-hmm. right? That's, that's our dad, our father created something out of nothing that just totally blows my mind. Um, and the other thing is that our, our dad can have this collaboration with the right himself, his son and the Holy spirit. Like my, like, I can't, my brain doesn't comprehend it. That's how, that's how powerful my father is. Right. And so that, that the, not that I can understand it intellectually, but as I try to wrap my mind around this, it's like that the maker of the universe is who loves you. Mm -hmm. Right. Like that trumps, my dad was great. Yeah. Jackson's dad's great. Love Jeremy. He's great, but he's not as great as our father, right? And wow, that is, that's a powerful reminder this morning. That's good, Dakota. All right. Appreciate you. Lo- love you and your leadership. Um, so pray us into the rest of our Friday, if you would. Yeah, yeah Father, thank you for um, this morning. And I ask for each of those listening now or later that you would speak to their hearts, their minds about who you are, draw their affection to you, Father, draw their hearts, again, their hearts, their minds to you, 
this long weekend um, mm. speak speak more clearly, more effectively than I'm able to in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Well done, Dakota. Love you guys. Have a great weekend. Be safe.